Welcome back to the show. Early edition. Hooray. Yay. My sleep schedule. <laughs> Love it. I was just talking to Paul about this, uh, John. It looks like you guys got a uh, port on. And oh, man. We just had like a huge ass rainstorm for like two hours. Yeah, I was seeing like cars like up to their tires in <coughs> water on the road. Oh, don't worry. That's just the deer foot. That always happens. <laughs> Yeah, right. The yeah. city is not built for drainage. No, because it's not De used to getting that much rain. Definitely been through yeah. a few floods up there. That's for sure. Yep. You guys ever had like the place you were staying in flood? Uh, no, thankfully. Outside. But yeah, like we've had an internal flood from like a pipe bursting sort of thing. It wasn't too bad, though. I've had uh, just from rain. My mom's house i think flooded a couple times the basement so the, the basement yeah 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 so that was pretty rough that smell of just like wet molded carpet afterward like you have to pull everything out yeah it's bad yeah <laughs> it's i, bad I even remember because there's like a there's one window in that basement and it's it's near like the ceiling because it uh water just like yeah. gushing in from that window that was that was a rough one. oh that's even that's worse than I've ever experienced then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, other than that, what you guys been up to in the last week or two days since we spoke? Surviving. <laughs> Nothing. Streamed. That's about it. Streamed. Classic. <laughs> Did my job. Well, that's good. Good for you guys. Uh, then let's just dive right into it. Top down perspective, June 29th. I'm Sean Booker. Paul Fleck. John Wheeler. Did the stampede already happen or is that July? That's, That's July. July. Are you guys going to the stampede? No. <clears throat> I don't I don't want to, but someone told me Mother Mother's playing and now I kind of want to go. Okay. Oh, at the Coke stage? Is it still the Coke yeah. stage? It's probably still the Coke stage. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. So, sometimes they yeah, they get some like big names for sure. Yeah. Um I can't even remember the last time I went to the stampede. Neither can I, which is the thing. I'm just like, do I want to go? I was there. Oh, here I was talking about, uh, didn't say anything was going on. I went to that gaming expo that was in Calgary oh, last yeah, week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tell right. us about that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so first year event, first time they ran it, uh, they took over the BMO Center in, in Stampede Grounds, which if you what? don't know the Stampede Grounds, it's a decently sized building. Sure. Yeah. What's the like official name of this convention again? GameCon Canada. Okay. The largest gaming convention in Western Canada, I believe. If not just Canada. Well, I would uh, assume Toronto probably has something bigger. Gaming focus? I don't think so. I would just assume like the biggest things are usually either in Toronto or Vancouver. Right, but Fan True. Expo isn't just gaming. Like stuff like like the technicality <clears throat> there, I think, is what where they get off is saying well, that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unless you're talking about the biggest outdoor show on earth, and then that's the Calgary Stampede, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. That's that's the claim to fame for the city, baby. That can't that yeah. can't be true either. Every time I say that, I'm like, no. there's absolutely no way that's true. Yeah, no. No, actually, there, I think it is actually true. I can't. I, there's no way I believe that. Like, there's that. Why do I've why had people why are in you the certain? states that know the Stampede? So it, I think it actually is true. I don't. No one I talk to knows the Stampede. But to be fair, most people I talk to don't even know Calgary. Most people oh. you talk to probably also aren't into cowboy stuff, and I've been to Texas a number of times. So also, 
It's not the biggest. It's the greatest outdoor. Okay, there you go. See, oh, yeah. for yeah. fuck's sake, Cal. So it is come absolutely on. Shit, yes. Come on. That's, That's the official tagline, so you just misremembered it. I did, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the greatest. Um, well, good for uh, them. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Yeah, they don't want to take a stance on being the biggest. Right, because there's like, no way that's true. But, you know, yeah, anyone can say they're the greatest. Like, yeah. Yeah, we say it every week. The greatest podcast on the internet. We we sure do. We absolutely do say that. <laughs> yep, there you go. So, I'm sure somebody says it <laughs> somewhere. Hey, sooner or later, we're going to be the longest running. Like, it'll just happen. I honestly, <laughs> just- I honestly think that might just be the th- a thing <laughs> at this point. So. Like single show, it might actually be. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're not, we talked about this somewhat recently. Uh, I bet we're in the top 100. I bet We've we're in the top be. 20. 20? I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Like, there's a lot, a lot of, of sh- podcasts. A lot of shows, hosts drop out. They change completely. Like, this has been pretty much the exact same thing for a long time. <laughs> so I remember hearing a statistic of like for every one like regular internet website there are six porn websites and i bet it's pretty similar <laughs> to when it comes to podcasts in terms of just there are how six, many there podcasts are six porn there. podcasts or there are just I, six podcasts for everybody? i was They're just thinking podcasts but i bet there's a lot more porn podcasts than you can think of whatever that means i mean i can't think of any so i agree there probably is at least one <laughs> do you think there's like a porn news podcast yeah where oh, absolutely absolutely yeah. <laughs> It's a huge industry. Nothing in the show is actually like X-rated or mature content, but they're just reporting on the news of that specific industry. Yeah, because they'll they'll probably just report on like, oh, this actress is taking a break or like this actor is uh, arrested. This this new like sequel in the franchise is coming out next week. Watch for a review. Fast and Furious. Yeah. There totally is. I'm sure of it. Okay. Anyway, the TDP is the number one non-pornographic podcast, 10 trillionth overall. There you go. Thanks, (laughs) B-Man. But anyways, the the convention I went to, um, you could tell it was a first year con, but you like it was surprisingly big for a first year con. Like big like one in attendance, big in attendance and big in size. Like it it filled like like they had stuff to do there. Okay, sure. They could have used more, but they had a fair amount of stuff. They had two stages. They had them one big stage set up where you could like they would do like their special events with like their guests or they would like have like gaming tournaments going on or esports stuff going on there. Who was the biggest uh, guest? I don't remember the guest was it list, you? but I think there was a no, I was not oh. a guest. Okay, I wasn't sure. I was like, who who are we going to see? Who who's drawing the crowds here? Let me see here. Cause I got the site up. I want, I'm curious if I even know their name. Because I probably don't. Does it have to be a Canadian oh. guest? Oh, did they already remove everything? Oh, I think they already removed everything. Like the website's gone? They don't have like a Twitter the web, presence The website's anymore? in there like, thanks for coming. We'll see you next year. Wow. It'd be even funnier if it was just a 404 error. Like it never existed. <laughs> we lost so much money on this. Kill the domain. Like we need to <laughs> cut costs wherever we can. Scrub it. Scrub it all. From the internet. Yeah, they had they had a bunch of uh, cosplayers. They had a bunch of people from um, like a bunch of like D and D podcasts and shows. Uh, okay. War Warhammer 40k set up a laser tag arena there. 
Right. I remember you saying okay. something about that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So one, it was basically two big rooms. One room was like free play, like Falcon, I think, took up the majority of that area. It was like a bunch of like board games set up for like you could just demo them out or play with friends. There was like a small like PC free gaming area. Okay, it's kind there of like was, Yeah, there was a little stage off to the side where you'd like they were running smaller panels. Um, okay. And just like a bunch of things like that. You could like rent out boards you wanted to go try out. There was Yu-Gi-Oh areas. There were just like all different card games. Uh, the other half had vendors. So they had like people selling video games and like D&D uh, kits, dice uh figurines gunpla kits just like all the different various nerdy stuff right so what did um, you buy they had a bunch of video games I, yeah yeah such as <clears throat> uh I'll, like i didn't buy anything i didn't already have i just bought box versions what? of games oh I had, right so. right okay yeah you yeah. do that uh do so so yeah, uh, they had a bunch of games on demo. Uh, I played mm-hmm. one game called Sacked, which was a uh, Metroidvania kind of like the Monster Boy games, but you're a, a sentient pillow, and you had like all these different magical elements you could fire out. Apparently, it's going to Kickstarter next month. Cool. Okay. And they had a Is bunch like of other games on demo. Developer or they just? Um, I think they were from Edmonton. I'm pretty sure. I don't okay. remember mm-hmm. exactly them saying where. Um, they had a, like at least one or two games that I recognized. Peglin was there, which surprised me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Monster Energy had a booth set up there. Um, they had a bunch of the local cosplayer groups there. So like the the five hundred first, like the Star Wars group was there. The Halo group was there. Um, these are like the, Calgary oh, groups. Yeah. Like these are Calgary groups. groups. Oh, okay. Yeah. Halo cosplaying group, Star Wars. I'm trying to remember what the third one was. But yeah, there were like three. The three biggest like cosplay groups were there. I'm just going to um, pull out of my hat the Star Trek group. Nope. Okay. I will I look like at my camera. A good guess. It was a good try. Yeah. yeah. Good hustle. Good hustle. If I'm just thinking of like, you know, big cosplay. Big fandoms. Fandoms. Yeah. Yeah. Did the, bringing it full circle, did the Calgary Stampede oh. have a booth? Ghostbusters. That was the other one. Okay. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, Stampede did not have a booth there. Okay. The University of Calgary did, weirdly enough. That's not surprising uh, to me. Like, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. They, uh, what else? Uh, yeah, like it was like for it was for a starting con, like it was it was pretty good. But like next year, I think now that they've kind of established it pretty well, they're going to like be like actually really good. Like it was good to go yeah. for one day and I got a free pass. So I just went for free. But like next year, like if they up it, I think it'll actually be worth like properly going and paying for. Yeah. Like, did yeah. you like Did you get a look at any of the what the panels were? I'm curious what what else there is to do there if you didn't want to like buy stuff. I get you. I know you mentioned free play stuff, but like, did you go to a panel or anything? Yeah, I went to they did a Wheel of Fortune panel, like a knockoff Wheel of Fortune where all the puzzles were video game themed. So I went and took place of that. Nice. Took part of that. Oh, like you, you, you like you played it. Yeah. Oh, OK. Did you win? Wow. That's a thumbs up for the audio listeners. Sure, sure did. Yeah. Just easy. You're like, nice. Well, no, because like some of the puzzles were like gigantic. So like if you figured it out, like you just kind of racked up the money. Like one mm. puzzle was like GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, and Conker's Bad Fur Day. That was and like another the was, That was, yeah, that was the puzzle was just like all that. Oh, is that like a reference uh, to something? Rare, it was like same right? same dev, I think, was the, yeah. the actual oh, okay. category. Right. And uh, the other one that I remember was like 
it was literally like five or six different snakes from Metal Gear. So like, <laughs> it was like, like naked, punished, solid. naked, venom, solidus. Like it was just like a bunch of those. like like the Wheel of Fortune board was full. There was barely any spaces in it. Okay, that's really funny. I like that. That's so good. <laughs> Isn't Ryan Seacrest about to be the new host of Wheel of Fortune? Yes, thought so. Huh. Okay, yeah, weird. Yeah, they also had some local voice actors doing uh, stuff in that. Like, it seemed interesting. Okay. Well, one more thing to do in Calgary, I guess. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be back next year, so. Paul, are you going to go next year and check it out? Fuck no. No? But they got a, they got a University of Calgary booth. You could. I don't, I don't want to do cons, expos. I don't want any of that shit. I don't want to okay. be around a bunch of people. Fair enough. Uh... John, do you want to mention any of the games you bought, or should we move on? Nah, like, nothing's really of note. Of note. Okay. No, like, yeah, really like, crazy rare thing? Well, yeah, I think there's, like, one rare thing. It was, like, Sparkster for Super Nintendo. That's the sequel okay. to Rocket Knight Adventures. So, like, with case and manual, everything. It's all yeah. there. Nice. Here, let me, uh... That's pretty cool. Yeah, so... Nice. Okay. Very cool. Well, with that, um, I guess let's just continue with John. What have you been playing? Uh, I played some Street Fighter VI this week. Nice. I played a little bit of this, mostly just the world tour mode. Yeah, I played the multiplayer with Popsky. <clears throat> so we played some rounds and uh, pretty, pretty good. <laughs> yes, you did. Pretty back and forth. Uh, it was uh, it was a good time. I hadn't really dug into it other than the the first beta they did. So, yeah, um, which control method are you using? Classic, because that's what I'm used to. Yeah, I'm doing yeah. modern because I don't care. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Uh, I'm trying to think of who I played as. Cammy, uh, Kimberly, uh, the the big girl, whatever her name was, with like the kind of helmet looking hair. Yeah, with the helmet yeah, looking I for, hair. I forget her name. I we I kind of just was hit, hitting like random with my buddy and we were just trying random people one that i liked i don't remember her name whatsoever but she's like as far as twitter's concerned she's all about feet is that that's that manon she had like the pink hair no it's not i know it's not manon this is this is a shorter girl (laughs) but she's like she's like really like into showing off like her feet oh that sounds like jury yeah probably it's all black black cat suit i don't Literally, the only thing I remember about her is her feet were shown. It's, <laughs> was she like it's, sticking it's her legs straight up in the air? It's got to be jury. It was a lot of kick related. That it's got to be jury. Yeah, or it's Chun Li somehow. But yeah, it's like no that, that one I would have understood. Everyone in the chat is saying jury. Okay, yeah, one hundred percent. She was just fun, and like for the record, I'm not like a foot pervert. I just want that on the rec- <laughs> like on the podcast. It's on the record. It's noted. <laughs> yep, I got a clean take of that. So, yeah, no. But, but who are you play. feeling? Who are you warming um, up to? Marissa was the, the the girl with the the helmet hair that appeared on the song. She was fun to play. Okay, Kimberly and Cammy probably going to be my mains, and I guess Ryu because you know Ryu. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Kimberly basically is a mix of like some of the characters I used to play in the past that I liked, and uh, Cammy is actually the first character I ever beat a Street Fighter game with. So it was nice to actually try her out and be like, oh, no, she actually is kind of fun to play. Nice. Cool. Yeah. 
So I haven't. I made my character. Hmm? I don't. I I like the street. The the art style a lot. One thing I don't like though is that when you make your avatar, like the little like pictures they take of your character, make them look a little uh, weird. Like they're not as refined as say the actual models are, which makes sense. But it's just it's a little little weird ish. You can make a weird look in person too. Like they'll just let you do. Oh, I did. Trust me, I did that when the demo came out. But uh, or the the beta, but yeah, I made yeah. a I made an actual proper character avatar this time around. But yeah, no. So you haven't time. tried um you haven't done any of the world tour? Not yet, no. It's pretty silly because you just like walk up to people on the street and they're just like, yeah, let's fight, let's just do it. That's how we interact with each other in this world. It's just so, fight clubs. So, always so fight it could be like an old lady. <laughs> so, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm excited to uh, to dig more into it. Uh, other than that, I played Strikey Sisters, which is something I also streamed. That is basically Wizorb or um, Ooh, Firestarter. Okay. Basically, yeah. um, the mission objective is you have to break all the blocks on a map, but there's like enemies constantly coming at you, so you have to like attack them with this orb that you're bouncing around. Plus, you also have your weapon, but you get spells that the enemies drop that can be used to break the blocks or also kill off the enemies. It's a bunch of little stages where you move around, like you can collect coins to unlock like special items and unlockables in the actual like stage there's boss fights where you just have to kill off the boss uh wizard i think is probably the better game but this is two-player okay. cooperative uh and like it's like a fun little like play it for a couple hours kind of deal and then that's about it so like i've been enjoying my time with it I don't know if, again i don't know if i'd recommend it more over wizard but uh if you did like wizard you'll probably enjoy this one at least give it a Wizorb's look. much cheaper. Also, I'm looking up the price for this. I think it's ten bucks Canadian. Wizorb's under five. I mean, Wizorb's also been out for years. Wizorb's like what, 2011? Twelve. Yeah, 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 around that area. It's ten years old at least. And Strikey Sisters, I think, is probably like three. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's nice. basically all I've been playing. Uh, anything on your side, Paul? Um, I mean. We should talk about Final Fantasy, right? Let's that's do it. Yeah, the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. You Let's, and I. Have I want to hear more of your of thoughts because um, we. I. I was mostly me last week. Yeah, it's good. That's it. That's good. I like. Uh, I don't know how to talk about this game without like getting a little close to some stuff, but I will say, the story so far is really really good but I really like the combat as well. I like yeah. the combat's fleshed out a little bit more. To where I am currently, okay. um, and it is pretty if, samey for like you know close to ten hours for a long time. Yeah, yeah. and it's still kind of samey, but it feels like I don't know. It's just really satisfying. I really like mixing up like different things you could do. Really, what it is is that once you unlock the ability to kind of stun lock something, pretty much with like properly timed, like what are they like? magic attacks of or whatever it's pretty sick like it's it's pretty good switching between the different things that you can do and just like putting everything in a day state just like over and over essentially do you have only one how many powers do you have uh, like elements one right now oh really you don't even have the second one yet you should no one other one one other because okay, you so always you have, have one yeah yeah okay i see what you're saying yeah, yeah. i have th- i have three like total, right? 
Well, it's kind it's kind of hard because in between the second and third one, you kind of get like almost, another one. You kind of get another <laughs> one, but it's more of just kind of like an improved fire one. So like it doesn't really. Count. I, ha- I mean, I have that one as well. Okay, I wasn't yeah. counting that. I didn't. Okay, so I have another. I have, one after I have fire and wind like to be the most like just basic about it. I have fire. Yeah, and I don't wind. I don't want to say what mine is since it might spoil some stuff. So um, I have an, an additional one after that. Once you get three, so you use L2 to switch between which element you're, like, channeling yeah. or whatever, yeah. and, it, and it cycles through them, which is fine when you only have two, but when you have three, sometimes you want to cycle the opposite way, but there's no way to do that. I, You know, I was thinking about this, too, of, of like, I was looking at my menu stuff, I was thinking, there's obviously going to be at least one more that I can cycle through. Is it just going to be really annoying when I specifically want this move to like yep. combo with something else from another thing and I have to go through fire to get it or wind yep. or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That's what sucks. it is specifically <laughs> to me is it's um because the third. So the, f- the first what's really important is the movement ability that you get like the circle button. Yeah. So fire has the like the, the best one, like the dash, which is gr- it's just so good. Yeah. Um, wind has like a pull, so it kind of works the same equivalent. Is well, the wind is, one's important for the stagger stuff. That well, that's for the stagger about. one. But I just mean it, yeah. like it's another thing where you can close the distance. The third one yeah. is completely different and is not about traversal. So a lot of the oh, times, so you I'll like accidentally hit it. <laughs> well, well, no. The problem is, is I'll finish up like a move, and it's like, okay, now I need to close that gap, and I have to cycle past this one to get to like the fire one again, which and then is go annoying. back to like whatever else you wanted. Yeah. yeah I, that seems like, I really wish I could just like all and like I I have the dual sense edge like I got back buttons. Let me map some <laughs> stuff like I have your super right. $200 controller. Let's go. This is right. literally what I could use this for. And no. Yeah. Yeah, I I I have already thought that that's probably going to be annoying. And you saying this confirms that in my mind is that's going to be pretty annoying because yeah. it's already annoying with two. That, like, sometimes, oh, shit, I'm in the wrong thing to do the thing to stun this guy better. And then I want to switch back anyways to continue, like, with this other fire attack before I do the other stuff. Yeah, like, it's already a little bit of a hassle, and there's only two you have to cycle, but I have to cycle between, so. Yeah. I can see that being more annoying. Uh, that story is great. <laughs> I really, I'm, I'm really like... Story. Everyone who I've just been following online who has like finished the game says it gets pretty bad by the end. So apparently <laughs> it does not stick the landing, which is a bit of a bummer. Okay, um, fair enough. I have also completely stopped doing side quests. I am only doing the plus side quests, which are like the the stark difference between them. So so for those people so for people who are not playing the game, all the side quests are are literal trash. They are they are actively offensive in how unfun they are to do um and you get nothing for them in fact the amount of money or experience you get you could just go do any fight and you will get more than that like it is not worth doing the side quests whatsoever but then there's these plus side quests where they they gate game mechanics behind them so it's so crazy the difference between the two for example the first one you get access to that's how you get mounts when you're in the like larger areas, like such useful stuff. It's it's ridiculous, but yeah. so I'm just doing those now. I was doing all the side quests until I was like, this is 
this is the worst kind of padding I have seen in a long time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically like Linebeck said in the chat. They're like Final Fantasy 14. I love Final Fantasy 14. These side quests don't bother me at all. It's just flavor world building stuff, but they are pointless for sure. They are. But uh, like I, I've done like a hundred hours of this sort of thing, so like it doesn't phase me. They're fine. I had, I think a good way that I was hearing some on a separate podcast was saying was that like a side quest should have either it should have some good writing in it, it should have a good reward, or it should have some fun mechanics. These side quests have none of the above. <laughs> they don't even have one of them. Some of the writing is good. I just completely disagree. But the really? ones where you're serving food are bad. Yeah, it's world. There's a lot stuff. of those ones. Yeah, they're fine. Like, they're not, they're pointless, but, like, they're fine. They're just you being in that world for a little bit. Like, there's nothing wrong with them, honestly. They're okay. just pointless. They are pointless. So if you just, like, want to see the story and get through it, like, for sure, you shouldn't do them. I I feel like I, I come to side quests for, like, world building, for, like, ancillary That's stories. That's exactly what these are. And these are not that, they're literally, like, the dude's like, hey, I need to freeze these fish can you go fight some crabs for me because he ate my ice stone that's there, like the most yeah there's a f- one. there's a few of those but there's also ones where you're like talking to people around the hideout and kind of learning about the different personalities of these people and like the world a little bit and stuff like and then that and getting food for them there there is a weird <laughs> amount of times you have to serve people food <laughs> there's an odd t- amount of times you i have think to i've done just- at least three of them and then you could probably double that if you swap food for like some or something wood. else. Yeah, like, like why doesn't that guy just hire a waitress <laughs> or just or walk it yourself? Like, no, what well, do he's you have going the bar. On? I get that. I get why he can't do it. But like, just hire somebody. Dude, there <laughs> is like twenty people in this area. Like, you could walk. There, you can't have that much going on during the day. <laughs> A lot of them are just sitting there all day anyway. Like, one of you yeah. can get up and start, like, serving some food while I go yeah, are, save the like, world. Are we literally saving your life, <laughs> letting you be here? Yeah. Yeah, the, you serve a lot of food, which is actually hilarious how many times they go back to that well. For for those who might, who might know, without spoiling anything, can you try and say kind of where you are story-wise? Uh... I'm sure there's going to be more, but I learned the truth of what and who Ifrit is. So you can click in the right and left sticks now? <laughs> yeah, I can click in Which the right sticks. I think it's literally right called sticks. like accepting the truth or something like that. I mean, whatever, dude. This is Devil May Cry. I got my devil trigger. Yeah, I got my limit break, my devil trigger, whatever you want to call it. I got that. <laughs> and then, That's the thing. And then if I'm trying to say where I'm at... I mean, you have another uh, element or whatever. So obviously, that was a while ago, though. I've done I've done plenty since then. Um, I'll say I just finished up at the like volcano place. So maybe people listening will kind of know where I'm at now. So, <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I'm in, I'm enjoying it still. Like I, I'm still playing a yeah. whole bunch of it. Yeah, it's great. It's really really good. Uh, I've been told that. To fix the problem I have with the game running is I need to put it in a quality mode so it just runs at 30 because it doesn't run at 60. It runs oh. between 40 and 60 randomly depending on okay. what's happening so and it's infuriating. 
I always do performance mode, but this is terrible. So I'd rather maybe have it locked at 30 if it doesn't stutter around a whole bunch. I, and I have it locked. I do uh, quality. Um, cause I always prefer that one. I have to watch the, um, the digital foundry video on it and kind of see what they were recommending. I have to too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's all you played. Uh, I mean, payday two, just more payday two. If people are playing payday two again or want to try, just hit me up. I'm doing it almost every night at this point. And I guess D four, but I'm waiting for the season to start for D four. Cause there's no point in doing more for me right now. D four, the sweary game. Diablo. Oh, Diablo 4. Okay. Diablo 4. Because D4 is the name of another video game. So. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And you're like waiting for the season to start. I was like, are they making more episodes? So we're finally going to know what happens in episode <laughs> three of D4. Let's go. Yep. I yep, got, I got two connects. Like, I'll break one of them out. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Hala or whatever is saying, I want to see more post White House PD2. Hit me up. Let's do it. I've been going through that shit because I also stopped there because that's that's where they said the story stopped, so that's where I did. <laughs> but then they released a whole lot more. Uh, I'm all. playing an adventure game, <clears throat> more of a probably closer to like a, a walking simulator. <clears throat> uh, Fall of Porcupine. This game visually looks a lot like Into the Woods or Night in the Woods. Crap, what was yeah, that game? Yeah, Night in the Woods. Night yep. in the Woods. Um, which is kind of what really turned me on to it. I think Night of the Woods actually looks like they, they kind of push the art style like further with like the lighting and stuff. This looks like a more kind of simple version of it. Sure. Um, but it's it's fine. I will say this. I'm not sure how much I'm going to play of this game. I think it's like around eight hours long. I'm probably 90 minutes, maybe two hours into it. It's pretty slow. But you're playing as a like new doctor in the town of Porcupine. You're like a pigeon. All the characters are anthropomorphized animals. And my big problem with it is it's just real buggy. Um, there's a lot of like UI bugs. For example, you have a you have like a smartphone that is a lot of your like interactive elements um, where you can pull up and you can get backstories on characters. People will like send you text messages. But when you mm -hmm. open that up, a mouse cursor just shows up in the middle. You can't move it. But it's almost like, oh, it was, was this supposed to be like a PC game? And like, why are you, why is there a mouse cursor right in the middle of my screen now? <laughs> um, mm. In other scenarios, there are a lot, a lot of the kind of interactions with some people. So you're a doctor. There's like some soft mini game stuff when you're checking on patients. Some of those are just broken and they grade you on mm. how you like did the checkup. They don't gate anything. So like, for example, I got like, I just failed some of them and they're like, all right, well, Thanks for checking out, checking me out, Doc, and just mo and it just moves on. So I guess that's good. But stuff like one of them is like they they make you it's like it's quick time adjacent. You have to hold down the buttons that pop up. One of them is like hold left on the analog stick, hold left trigger, and then hold right trigger. Except when you press down on right trigger, it doesn't work. For whatever reason, pressing down on right bumper activates the right trigger thing, but the game. So that it'll visually what? register. It's like, hey, thank you for pushing down the right trigger. And it's like, well, I'm not, but I'm glad you're happy. But it then it says you're also failing because you're not pushing the right trigger down. I don't understand. So like, it's like two bugs I, in one. Yeah. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but I don't understand what would cause this. Yeah, I don't know. 
there's another one of the other mini games is it's the equivalent of like a like a guitar hero like track yeah. coming at you and you have to press the buttons uh-huh and sometimes if you just miss what i think i figured it out is it's not in sync i need to press it a little ahead but if you press it on the beat beat there's it's not there's no music but if you press it when visually you think you should press it that's too late and yeah. you fail the the next note that's coming this is parappa's problems <laughs> Like, what you're like, describing it's just like broken so <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know so the part of me is like okay the story is pretty slow nothing's really grabbed me and now every time i'm trying to go through these mini games i'm just like having a bad time which is <laughs> kind of a bummer so i don't really think i can recommend it um mm. which which is a bummer um but hey if you haven't played night in the woods you should go play night in the woods <laughs> and that developer is also working on a new game with the same art style so Anyways, yeah, that's a fall of porcupine if somehow... Is that on Game Pass? No, it's not. Yeah, okay. That's that's a tough sell then. I, well, I think even if it was on Game Pass, I think it'd be a tough sell right now with the other games that are out. Fair, like, yeah. Yeah, so. All right, with that, let's go on to some news. Um, some big stuff happened, but we'll save that for a little bit. Let's talk briefly about E3. This was a scoop that IGN had covering the most recent E3 that technically happened, which was 2021, um, which was the digital one that they had to put together. That one ended up and the new the news headline here is that it cost six million dollars to put that digital event on. Huh. Just kind of an interesting like pull back the curtain. Um, I'll just I'll read this this uh this paragraph that I have right here. According to the ESA's public tax statements for the financial year ending March of 2022, the ESA paid Paragon Creative Agency about four million dollars that year for quote trade show management. They paid Smith Bucklin half a million for the same. It also paid Game Cloud Network 1.6 million for its quote E3 online platform, which was notoriously buggy and broken throughout the event. In total, the ESA paid these three contractors alone over six million dollars, and it's possible the organization spent even more, as the filing only lists the five most expensive independent contractors and does not include spending on E3 2021 before April 2021. Okay, so yeah, sorry, this makes a little more sense now. It's like. Over at least six million. Like they probably spent way more, actually. Because when you well, were adding they, that stuff up, I was like, wait, that's way more. That's going to be way more than six million, probably. Well, the three I added up is is just over six million. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I I don't I I can't imagine it was a ton more because like I said, these are the three most expensive, and that third one is only half right. a million. So unless there's a ton of those little ones. It, it's probably pretty i doubt it's over seven million but but either way um just kind of an interesting because we never really hear about like how much this stuff costs and i can't imagine how much even the like physical one costs if the online only one was six million dollars wild uh, yep what do you guys think of an among us tv show Eh. I mean, Cuphead had one. It could work. So yeah. Among Us is getting an animated series at CBS Studios from the Infinity creator Owen Dennis. Which Infinity really Train. Train. Sorry, Infinity Yo, Train. Yo, Infinity Train's pretty that. great. Yeah, okay, that's kind of interesting now. 
I have to huh. assume. So I'm trying to think. What what would a, an Among Us show be like? A Who Done It? Like a murder mystery? I, I mean, guess, they could do right? it that way. It could be like an overarching like cast. It could be um, just like a different group that kind of gets reset every episode. Yeah. So that kind of makes me think of like Poker Face, the series that came out in earlier this year, which is which is a serialized Who Done It. Every episode, there's a new murder. And they figure out who the murderer is out of the group of people that's in the area. Obviously, um, I love whodunits, so like I might, I might check this out. Sure, yeah. I was not expecting it though. Like this is not. No. I don't think anyone was at this point. I don't even think the devs were expecting it based on how excited they were. That might be. That might. It might be a good thing because I feel like when you often think about, hey, what should what should make the transition to you know a more narrative based medium you always think of something with like a, a strong narrative and you know a lot yeah. of these aren't great <laughs> um you know recently we're getting some good ones last of us for example but m- maybe this is just enough that they could actually do something kind of cool with it yeah yeah and paul you seemed interested in the creator yeah no i'm, I'm reading i did t- the Studio Titmouse sounds familiar too. Like I see that they did uh, Big Mouth, which is ugh. I hate I hate the animation in that. But Star Trek Lower Decks looked okay, animation wise. Uh, yeah, before Infinity Train, he worked on Regular Show, which is one of my favorite cartoons. Also, okay. So like, yeah, no, I'm excited to see what he does with this. Oh yeah, didn't Titmouse do Venture Bros? I don't know. I'm actually looking them up right now because I I can't remember. Yeah, they worked on Venture Bros. They're one of the studios that worked on it. Yeah, okay. They're yes, I see their logo now. Yeah, no, they've done a lot of shit. So cool. Titmouse, yeah, worked on Venture Bros. from 2011 to 2018. Yeah, no, they have a lot of different styles, so they can definitely pull it off. Uh, It was just I saw Big Mouth in the article, and I was like, oh no. But everything. Wow. Yeah. Bad, so. No, their their list of stuff is super varied. Yeah. Metalocalypse, Baby Sharks, Big Show, Magus XLR, the 2020 revival of Animaniacs. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I've watched that one. Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of different stuff. All right. Moving on to kind of the biggest news of this week. Uh, pretty much the entire week has been the FTC hearings and. Uh, surrounding Microsoft's acquisition of Activision. Right. If if you have an interest in this topic and you are not following Stephen Totillo on Twitter, you got to get on that because he is listening to all of these um, court rulings and, and discussions are being streamed online. He's basically live tweeting every day some of like the noteworthy headlines of it. Uh, I have an article here from Kotaku kind of pointing out seven like key takeaways. Of, this was published on Tuesday, so there has been more. But there's been some pretty interesting stuff because they're going back through like old emails between Sony, Microsoft, Activision um, to determine, you know, whether they'll approve this or not. Um, Sure. And it's just we're getting like some pretty interesting, like behind the scenes looks at some of these companies. Um, So again, so this article is like seven bombshells from the the trials. I'll kind of read some of the headers here. Cloud, the cloud gaming ambitions that uh xbox has with with project cloud x cloud 
whatever it's called now, um, was primarily fueled by the shortage of Series X's and S's when it first launched. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's just smart business. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Bethesda was blindsided by promises to keep Call of Duty multi-platform. Considering their games are being made exclusive now. So there's a quote here. Right. Um, This is from Pete Hines over, over at Bethesda, the head of publishing. I'm confused, Hines wrote in a February 22 email to Todd Howard and others. Is the blow... Is the below not the opposite of what we were just told to do with our titles? Uh, that being uh, staying exclusive and whatnot. I understand that there is likely nuance here, but at its core, it's being read as the opposite of what happened with us. So it is it is interesting to see the different approach Microsoft is taking uh, with, I guess, specifically Call of Duty. Yeah. Compared to the Bethesda titles. Uh, right. Which leads right into the next one. Fallout 76 <coughs> came to PlayStation Plus because it needed more players. I guess it was primarily thought it was going to be an Xbox exclusive, but they did not think there was going to be enough players. So they put it. That's the reason it ended up on PlayStation. Right. OK. Uh, we also learned that uh, the. Um, the James Bond game is going to be Xbox exclusive. Mm-hmm. The IO think- interactive one. Yes. Or sorry, this is not the James Bond. This is, I guess, IO Interactive is doing another fantasy RPG shooter, and that's going to be uh, exclusive. I think I also heard that. Um, I don't. I don't think it's in this article, but Indiana Jones is going to be exclusive to Xbox. That was not. Yes, I think we heard that. Um, they also got into a lot of other companies that Microsoft was looking to acquire. This stuff's pretty interesting. Um, this was yeah. obviously before. So at the top of the list here is Bungie, yep. which could you imagine if they bought Bungie again? <laughs> How crazy that would be for those who don't know. Yeah. Originally they owned Bungie for Halo. Bungie got out independent. And then the idea that let's just buy them again. <laughs> um, Housemark is a pretty interesting one, considering that's like their whole time they've seemed pretty Sony and and now they are purchased by Sony. So that was one. They even looked at Remedy, Larian, Supergiant, Playdead, 11-Bit Studios and Thunderful. <clears throat> and I think it's actually interesting going into the they they, they broke down reasons why each one was of, of interest to them. Yeah, we should go through them. I think they're pretty interesting. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh so Bungie, uh, top tier AAA first person shooter developer and publisher with a proven track record of creating new long lasting franchises. Company is known for its high burn rate. Yeah. Housemark ability to deliver steady flow of content for Game Pass, extensive previous relationship with Sony. Remedy, one of the last remaining independent AAA narrative driven game developers. Next two games tied to Epic Game Store, Alan Wake 2 and Alan Wake Remastered. I guess, uh, like for people listening who maybe can't see it, the first part is like the pro, and the second yeah. part is the con for right. each of these. <laughs> uh, Larian, Divinity, Original Sin, and Original Sin Two, two of the highest-rated RPGs of the last decade. Development dispersed between six studio locations. Yeah, Supergiant. This was this is pretty interesting. Strong creative vision and willingness to try new concepts. Uh, potential desire to remain indie. 
yeah, they don't need Microsoft, so why would they sign with us sort of thing? Yeah. I mean, I feel like all indies at some maybe na- maybe now with Hades, but I feel like all indies would love I I'm, I'm thinking more of a of a double fine where it's like now they just don't yeah. have to worry about bringing money in. Yeah, no, like that, pre-Hades for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then like top of top of mind for me with Double Fine, I just got to the episodes where they got acquired by Microsoft and you can be like, "Hey, we can finally like pay people again like this is great. We've been waiting for money and it just now we don't even have to worry about it." Um, play dead own IP for two critically acclaimed successful games, uh, long development period between each project for what have been relatively short experiences. Yeah. They're not big scale enough for, for them. Maybe is like their problem, I guess. Well, I think it's, it's kind of the opposite of house mark is they can't yeah. deliver games fast enough. And the games they do deliver will not capture people for long enough to like maybe right. warrant that dev cycle. Totally. Um, 11 bit studios frost Frostpunk sold over 3 million units in three years. Games appear too niche and goes against serving a wide audience. That's probably true. <laughs> and Thunderful ability to ship high Metacritic scored games has yet to create a hit. Yeah. I. It's funny because out of like, I love all these studios. Thunderful has like hit right with me almost every time I've played a game that they've done. But yeah, I can see it too. They really I, haven't yeah, made a hit. I, I, they've made a lot of great games for sure. I feel like similar to the 11 bit studios, they're kind of niche. Like not totally. many people are talking about them. Totally. And then the last t- headline they have in this article is there was going to be a Redfall TV show. <laughs> of course That's there so was. Funny. Yeah, um, there's been a whole bunch more. Like I said, this article got published on Tuesday. <clears throat> they even had court going up to this point today. I think there's more. I can't remember if it's done or if there's more tomorrow or not, but I'm looking forward to like a big old summary. Again, if you want to hear even more behind the scenes stuff, Stephen Tatil over at Axios is live tweeting basically everything. And it's super interesting. They're talking about next gen consoles sharing information yeah. between them. One of the other things that popped out was mm. I guess the reason a PS5 version of Minecraft came so much later is Sony was not willing to share PS5 dev kits with that team because they were owned by Microsoft. And yeah. that was like a concern that Jim Ryan mentioned. It's like, well, if you buy Activision, we're not sharing PS6 dev kits with Activision. So, yeah. Definitely some real interesting stuff for sure. Uh, there's over on the Nintendo side. Uh, Nintendo basically made the announcement that whatever their next console is, whenever that comes, you will be able to just use the same account for the first time ever. It's funny because like when you said you could be able to use the same account, my first thought was like, well, a fucking course. And then you're like, for the first time ever. Oh, right. It's Nintendo. Okay. Yeah. Every yeah. other time you have like your 3DS account, your Wii U account, your <laughs> yep. Switch account, and you can't transfer anything. But uh, I forgot about that. Yep, that's the really first funny. time ever. Yeah, it's Ooh, like the future. <laughs> this is such a low bar to jump over. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> congratulate Nintendo, but it's so it's like thanks finally like no shit but like yeah it is ridiculous with their track record so 
here's hoping yeah. you'll be able to like transfer game purchases between whatever the next thing is and you don't have to buy Super Mario World for the ninth time. You will. Yeah. I'm, you have to buy it for the ninth time. Yeah. They'll yep. Screw it up somehow, I guess. Uh, and this is mostly a rumor. This was during uh, Bobby Codex, uh, part of his deposition in the FTCs. Just revealed Bobby Codex and Nintendo have had active talks about the next generation Nintendo console. He also says apparently the next gen Nintendo console is close to Gen 8 power, which would put it at PS4, Xbox One. Woo! I mean, hi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it comes out, it's going to be almost two generations old already. Yay. I'm not going to lie to you. I read this in a tweet somebody else said, and I thought they were just taking a dig at Nintendo. I didn't realize that was news. <laughs> I thought they yeah. were just saying that as a joke. This, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed. Nintendo didn't come out and say this. Yeah. So it, it is kind of a rumor, but it's the first we've kind of heard of like what the power of whatever Nintendo's next thing would be. I'm a little surprised it's going to be that far behind, honestly. Yeah. yeah. There's no way, right? Like, it's probably going to be quite behind, but not that far. I don't well, I wouldn't think anyway. Because that's not even taking into like the PS4 Pro, the Xbox One X. Right. Or the current ones, and by the time it comes out, we're going to be like four, five years into these consoles as well. Like, that's that's quite a drop back. I was about to say it, but it came up in chat. If it's not at least kind of on par with what the Steam Deck can do, like, what are they doing, right? I mean, for like, for the guts of it. Then... uh, then stop me if you've heard this one before. It's going to be a game where you only buy the like exclusive Nintendo games on it. And that's yeah. just what you do with Nintendo. You buy the yep. indies, you buy it Nintendo is. exclusives. Well, it I don't is. even know about yep, the indies. Sure. Like the Steam Deck plays indies. Yeah, at this point. <laughs> you're, yeah, no, for sure. Because a lot of people I've heard that have a Steam Deck are just like, yeah, I barely, I basically just play the Switch for Zelda now. <laughs> yeah. Really. Well, because like, the indies are going to be cheaper on Steam than they are going to be on the eShop. That's right. true. Like, yeah. So, like, I'm sure this Steam Deck is eating some of Nintendo's lunch. I'm curious how much they are actually looking at the Steam Deck when working on whatever the next thing is, mm. or if they just don't even care because the Switch sells they don't so care. much. Yeah. Yeah. No, they don't care. I'm sure of it because hasn't there been like a lot of reports of they're in their own bubble? They actually just like don't know what else people are doing basically it wouldn't be i'm sure they do know what people are doing but i i honestly bet it's a we don't care because look at how much money we make more money than the other two every month and this last new new story i have here is that niantic is shutting down i guess they had an nba game niantic the developers of pokemon go they were working on a Marvel game that they have stopped production on and they have laid off 230 employees with the closure of its L.A. studio. Mm. Go's not making that money for them anymore, I guess. I guess not. I thought Go was still raking in a ton of money, but I don't I, I don't actually know. So, yeah, I don't either. But pour one out for that that team there. All right, let's do some questions. If you'd like to send questions in, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. And I'll read this first one from Matthew. 
that writes, <clears throat> I've been in a Nintendo console boy my whole life, but with Persona 3 Reload releasing only on non-Nintendo platforms, I've decided to get a PS5 soon. Since the PS5 is apparently backwards compatible with PS4 games, I was wondering what games you'd recommend out of those console libraries. It's a little hard to research uh, specifically the games which I would now be able to play on the PS4 or 5 since they're not necessarily PlayStation exclusives, just games which never came to a Nintendo console. For reference, I don't also have a PC. I'm already going to give the Yakuza series and FromSoft games a go, and in terms of taste... I'm pretty I tried pretty much any genre. I mean, if you say you're going to give Yakuza series a go, like you have the rest of your life set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your so you're, yeah you're not going to run out of game at any point <laughs> you're if you start with Yakuza. I will commend this person from going from exclusive Nintendo games to FromSoft games because that's a jump. That's, well, here's the thing. Yeah. You can play Dark Souls 1 at least on the Switch, so they might have already sure, gotten a I taste. Ha- okay. I have it on the Switch. Yeah, is you that, that the way to, way to play it? it? You can. Okay. Oh, that's right. The praise the sun. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, when this uh, thing said that, for, for reference, they don't have a PC, and games that never came to a Nintendo console, it's like, oh, you've just opened yourself up to a lot of stuff then. Oh, Holy absolutely. crap. So yeah. let's just name, name a few stuff. It doesn't have to be PlayStation exclusive, but it just can't have been on the Nintendo console. So. Uh, you should play Spider-Man. <clears throat> the Spider-Man games are Spider-Man. God of War. Yeah. Yeah, God of War. Yep. The Uncharted games. Yep. yep. Uncharted. Last of Us. Yep. Last of Us. What's crazy is like there's so many developers you just didn't even have access to. <laughs> Hold on a sec. What if I just type in best video games of I, all time? I'm literally just <laughs> skimming my like PS4 list. Okay, so Red Batman, Dead Redemption 2, Grand Theft Auto Bat- 5. The Batman Arkham Arkham games. Batman's coming to Switch. You can't say Batman. <laughs> It's not it's not there yet though. It's not there yet. <laughs> now you have a choice. You can play you can get it for like 5 bucks on your PS4 and it'll run and look better than the new collection coming out for your Switch. Man, you could play the good version of Witcher 3. <laughs> and like you see that that game doesn't look terrible. People saying go uh Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima, play uh Psychonauts 2. I think those are all definitely worth checking out for sure. Unfortunately, oh, I don't Shadow think they of the have Colossus. The big... Sure, Shadow of Colossus. I don't think they have that like PlayStation collection, PlayStation Plus collection anymore. I think that ended. But that was I think that, that would have done yeah. a lot that was you would have wanted to play. PS Now might be worthwhile though, trying out some of the random stuff, seeing what you like before you buy a bunch of stuff. Wait, is it still called PS Now or is it is it PlayStation Plus? Uh, I, think I think it is PlayStation Now. I thought it was they have I thought it was multiple tiers of PlayStation Plus. I thought now got rolled in. And I isn't P- now the feature of that? Like they call it. Yeah, like I think you thing? have to get like one of the tiers for it now, right? Maybe. maybe. Yeah. But honestly, yeah, you just get the subscription service like and then those get the, you're going to get a ton of games out of that. Like do that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Devil May Cry um, 5. I'm just just keeping skimming, basically. Yeah, the Devil May Cry like any of them? Well, I guess a few of them came out. Final on Fantasy VII remake. Yeah, there you go. Get re- just in time for the new one. Final Fantasy sixteen. I I bought a PS five for Final Fantasy sixteen. So <laughs> Astro's yeah, Playroom is awesome. Gravity Rush um, one and two. 
Yeah, Astro's Playroom's okay. free, essentially, when you buy it, so might as well play that first, yeah. The Hitman games. Yeah, Hitman games Those are great. Those come to Switch? Nope. Okay, yeah, the, the what's the new, it's now Hitman, A World of Assassination, is, is the yeah. full title now? At, at some heroes. point, you've opened yourself up to way too many games, maybe, and I could <laughs> see the paralysis of like, oh my god, what do I play? <laughs> And well, again, you made a good point. Like you've decided on Yakuza. Like there's like yeah. ten of those, twelve of those. Like uh, pick a number. There's probably that many Yakuza games. So it, uh, they're already saying Yakuza series and FromSoft games ago. Start with Yakuza Zero and start with the new Demon Souls remaster or remake or whatever. Would you and say the Demon Souls remaster? Or would you say Elden Ring? No, I would say Demon's Souls remaster. If you're going to play a bunch of them, if you're just only going to play one, it's obviously Elden Ring because that's the best one. Are you saying it's going to be hard to go back? It's impossible to go back I is see. what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's really hard. Elden Ring will ruin you for any of the other ones. It'll ruin you for a lot of games like in that, general. That, that game is <laughs> spectacular. That's very good. It's very good. Yeah, right. they can do the Resident Evil remakes now, like two and three, and they can play seven now. And eight? They, oh, right. They and eight, because they have a PS5, right. Yes. Yeah, all of them. You play all of them. Uh, next question is from Ahiave. Uh, this is a list of ten games. Guess what genre they are, or what they're about, but the only clues you get are their titles. So, he included a bunch of links here we have to guess the genre okay that shouldn't we be have hard. to guess the genre so actually some one. of these games i've never heard of so right i know a bunch of these so so okay. i'm gonna see i'm gonna get these answers ready i'm not gonna look at them until we go but just so we're not waiting around okay first one xcom interceptor it has to be strategy right <laughs> well, I think that's probably the twist is because we're probably thinking XCOM tactics. I'm going to guess this is like a weird third person shooter. Uh, okay. Interceptor, I'm pretty sure, is like a spaceship shooter or something like that. Oh, OK. Like a dogfight space it thing, like no strategy element. So the genre, there's three action <sighs> simulation strategy. OK, so I was clearly wrong. OK, so it actually so was more action. Tactics. I guess no more action. Yeah. So strategies there, but not tactics. So I was thinking more tactics specifically. Okay. I think I must've been thinking of like tie fighter interceptor or something else like that. Then never mind. So I know the answer to this one, uh, metal gear acid two. Yeah. Acid I guess. two. Or, yeah. It's yeah. a tactics card game basically. Yeah. yeah tactics exactly. Card game. It's just, yes. And let me just grab his link here. I guess, like, I should just move How on. How come those I'm, aren't in the Legacy Collection well, coming out? Because so there's Volume as, 1. They have this a strategy, but, like, it's a tactics card game. Yeah, yeah which I is. guess is strategy. Like, sure, we were more specific. I'm only sleeping. I've never heard of this one. I have not heard of this either. So I guess we're is this to like guess. a mobile game app sort of thing of, like, does it take your heart rate or something? I'm going to assume it's that. I'm going to assume it's I'm like some guess, weird. Mm -hmm. I'm going to guess whatever genre you classify Five Nights as Freddy's. Like a okay. like a jump scare simulator. 
Um, I'm going to say visual novel. Okay. Okay, John was the closest. It's an Uh, adventure game. Okay. (laughs) Weird. I'm going to keep this open. I might check that (laughs) out. This looks (laughs) weird. Oh, my God. Speaking of weird. Prince of Persia Harem Adventures. (laughs) What? I've not heard of this one. Now, this is a Prince of Persia I can get. Okay, actually, you know what? This is probably just a porn. And it's not a video game. <laughs> There's no way they would just put a porn answer here, right? Like, I, honestly. I'm, so I'm going to go back to dating sim again or visual novel. Thing, oh, think, yeah. Like, are there even that visual many, novel. like, yeah, like women characters in those games? I can think of, like, two. I'm going to go with John on this. I think he's right. And I looked up yeah, the answer. Probably, so, Sean, do you want to lock in? Sim, yeah. <laughs> we were all wrong. It is a... Just standard ass Prince. It's it looks like a remake, maybe of. Oh, wait, it's a cell phone Prince of Persia, but it plays like the original Prince of Persia. It's a where where does harem come in? I don't know. It's just part of the title. Maybe that's the name of the character. Like it's harems adventures. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. In the first Prince of Persia came to appear on cell phones. Uh. The villains kidnapped the sultan's wives from his harem as an experiment on abstinence. With the sultan unable to express his desire anymore, the prince is assigned to save the girls and bring them back. What? That is insane. What? (laughs) Everything I learned about sex, I learned from Prince of Persia harem adventures. Express his desire. Is that what the kids are calling it these days? (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh gundam 0079 the war for earth oh fuck um this could be like anything there's so many guns is this the fmv one holy shit there's an fmv one like not even yeah, anime I, I, I there is an fmv that. gundam game yes i don't remember if this is the if this is that one or not i just i just want it to be that and if it's not i want to know the name of that what's the answer paul well, okay, the link also, is sent, actually a little bit IMDb of a spoiler. Link for this yeah, one. yeah, it is definitely a movie slash FMV sort Holy of thing shit. for sure. Yeah, I just realized actually when I copied and pasted, it's like, oh, that is a little bit of a spoiler, I suppose. But yeah, I had no idea, dude. <laughs> I've really never heard of this CGI. thing. Is there anyone in this that I know? Uh,. No, there probably is nothing <laughs> I'm yeah, nothing I'm seeing. Yeah, the answer is probably not. Probably not. I think it was mainly people that worked on like the game in uh in like the, the company in like the North American one. Oh yeah. Alright, next remember. up is Traffic Department twenty one ninety two. I was thinking a city builder, like a Sim City type thing, or oh, city future. skyline okay. sort of thing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I yeah I, I I would guess that as well. That's a good one. Yeah, I have no idea. It is. Oh, where does it say? 
it is a shmup, I guess. It's a shooter, <laughs> but it looks like it's a top-down one, maybe? It just so says shooter stick? for genre. And it's from 1994. So, yeah, probably just an old-style shmup type thing. Okay. Yeah, genre is here. Shooter. That's Bird all it says view isometric. Yeah. Hmm. All right, next up is Fury of the Furries. This is familiar to me. I've heard this name before. Is this like a party game? Because I might be thinking of Fur Fighters. The one that comes to mind is, was it like Full Metal Furies or something that I played? What was that one? Yeah, that's a... Yeah. I thought this was like a Lemmings clone. That seems like a good answer. I have no idea. I'm gonna guess it's a it's a golf game, golfing game. Oh, that's why I know this name. Okay. It is a platformer, platform puzzle are the genres, I guess. Okay, a puzzle. Yeah. Trying to, yeah. It is. Uh, it got released over here as Pack in Time. It was a Pac-Man oh. game. We got it over here, but on other platforms, not the Super Nintendo one. The Super Nintendo one's different. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Okay, I've I have played this game before. Yeah, Mark it's, Echo's it's kinda, getting up. It's interesting, which like because the person here is clearly picking games that they think are like out there and wild, like we never heard of, and then some of these are like, no, I'm very familiar <laughs> with these games. Like Mark Echo's getting up contents under pressure. <laughs> Graffiti. It's also a brawler, isn't it? It's a brawler and adventure game, like like Tomb Raider esque. Yeah, kind like of. A, yeah, like a heavy yeah, yeah. graffiti. A lot of parkouring, a lot of spraying graffiti, and some yeah. fighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like third person, some third person action okay. adventure. Yeah, action adventure game. I guess you would just say it. Genre is adventure, hack and slash, beat 'em up, racing strategy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. It's it's everything. All it makes above. sense. It's a, it's a third person. It's like Rash and Clank esque a, a video game, basically. Sure. I've seen so many copies of this game in like dollar bins in different yeah. random places in the world. <laughs> okay, Magic: The Gathering Battlegrounds. And I have played this in my fervor yeah, I'm not a couple sure. I'm years ago. It's not, not a card just, game? Yeah, is it not just like an arena-style card game? If it's not, then no. like, was it like a tactics game? No, it's a fighting game, if I remember. Let me see what they call it. Like side, like side-scroll fighting game? They calling it real-time strategy? Hold on. That's very oh, real-time strategy fighting. Sure, that makes that some sense, I guess. Oh, there's a trailer. It here, means okay. it's a fighting game where you it's terrible. Try to look up a video if you can. There's a video I'm on looking, this page. It yeah, almost I'm seems like you're like video. you're like oh, playing I've, the spells. Yeah, I've seen this yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. So you're not like inputting like button combos, that kind of fighting. It's just like okay. Right. Yeah. Oh. And Lara Croft Go. This yeah. was like one of the best games of that year, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it's a mobile puzzle game. I have talked yeah. a ton about the Go games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is like a puzzle game, I guess, technically. Yeah. Is the genre. Puzzle. Yeah. Like puzzle mobile game. 
Uh, what do they have it classified as? They have adventure, puzzle, strategy, turn-based strategy. Okay, well, yeah, whatever. It's a it's a puzzle game. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Oh, there's a bonus. Dong Dong Never Die. I don't. I know. I know, th I know this one. I want to see if you two guess. I have no. Oh, Dong Dong Never Die. This is the new Suda Fifty One uh, survival <laughs> game. I have. No I'm gonna idea. say visual novel. I have no I idea. I don't think it's visual novel. None of these have really been visual novels. I'm no, getting like a not, plumbers don't wear ties vibe from the title. Okay. What is it? What is it, John? It's a fighting game. Okay. Sure. Dong Dong Never Die, yep. I believe, is the fighting game. Is this the one with like the real actors turned into yeah, sprites? Looks, or? You know what? Like yep. I've definitely seen videos of this. Okay. You've I definitely seen footage of Dong Dong Never Die, but you might just not know the name. Totally. Yep. Okay. Okay. Is it good? Yeah, actually. Surely it's fun not. to play. Right. It's just a nonsense fighting game. All right. Nice. All right. Uh, oh, they stopped being bold. That's why it threw me off. Uh, from Kiyujazi, as Rash, General Ram, and the Arbiter are some of my favorite characters in Killer Instinct 2013, it got me thinking. What are some of your favorite guest characters in fighting games? So Yoda in Soul Calibur 4 made me laugh because he just was so hard to hit because he was literally yeah. at the height of every character. Sure. I was going to say, do you base your answer on like who was actually kind of fun to play because their moveset was novel or like it fit well in? Or do you are you just like... Like, listen, I love Predator, so Predator being in Mortal Kombat is sick. <laughs> like, so that's an answer. Yeah. Robocop in, turn Robocop. in Mortal Kombat. Rambo. That's also very good. Rambo. Yeah. yeah. That's stupider, Link but it's also... Freddy Krueger was big yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are they, I guess yeah. they're not even... Are they considered guest characters in Smash now, or...? Yeah, um, I guess, still... Mm. They're like non like is Snake a guest character? I mean, they got to get the license for him, so I guess. Like not anymore, but he was at one time, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I really liked how Soul Calibur did the like. If you got it on GameCube, you got Link. If you got it on yeah. PlayStation, you got Heihachi. Heihachi right? and yeah, and Xbox, Xbox was spawn. spawn. Yeah, like I thought that was kind of cool, even though I didn't have like which was the three. fighting game where you got like a lady spartan that was dead or alive 4 you got nicole okay. right everyone's favorite halo character nicole nicole spartan <laughs> yeah i'm a big fan of uh movie tie-ins with games so like anytime a mortal Kombat gets somebody from like a horror movie i'm in those are probably my favorite sure yeah i probably gotta agree with mortal Kombat's guest characters they're good yeah Dead writes, how do you set short-term and long-term goals for yourself? I have ADHD. I don't. How do you set short-term? I don't think I have a strategy. I just do it. I don't have ADHD, so I'm the opposite. I just do it. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Like, I, I have an idea of, like where I want to be long-term, but I kind of just do my short-term day-to-day. So I don't really, like, set goals. I just kind of do them. If It doesn't make sense, but I don't know. Yeah, and maybe around in this, along the same path there is uh, 
is I'm, I'm very much a like not putting stuff off. So like if there's something yeah. important that I want to accomplish, I just kind of like I'm doing it right now. Totally. Otherwise, I'm yeah. probably going to forget. <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 But John, you, you don't have any strategies for like battling the ADHD to get goals done? Uh, writing them down on my phone as reminders, uh, using Pomodoro method to try to get stuff done. What is that? That's where you run a timer for like X amount of time, say like 25 minutes. And then you take a five minute break. And then you go back to it for another 20, 25 minutes. Then you so take it's like another scheduling five breaks. Break. Yeah, so you do it. Okay. You do a couple of those, and then like you take a longer break after three or four cycles. So uh, okay. you save it more focused and rested. Cool. Never heard of that. Cool. BGC County writes: The trailer for Mortal Kombat One looked really interesting and cool to me, at least until all the ultra violence hit. I know ultra violence is Mortal Kombat's thing, but I find myself adverse to it at this point in my life. There was a time where it seemed cool. Now it seems not exactly seems not exactly forced but tacked on because it's always been this way it's a shame too because it looks like the series has evolved in every other way and that's interesting but this specific aspect feels like a relic from the early to mid 90s what other what aspects of other video game series do you find have clung on despite it feeling like a relic Mortal Kombat's a really good example lives in platforming games for the longest time in any like in any game almost at this point yeah, yeah. i can see that yeah, yeah it took a while sure. for those to start like disappearing and even then or, mario games still do them or just the totally. concept of getting like a game over like what does this yeah. game serve like for example like i was just playing tears of the kingdom every time you die it does say game over but then it puts me like right back before like the encounter so what mm. what did that game over like accomplish besides right like rubbing my face in it or something like yeah totally it made you totally. feel bad ah man the more comments a good good answer i'm almost kind of surprised can you turn can, can you can you ever turn off the 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 gore I, never I think look. you can tone it down slightly, but it's still pretty extreme. Like they do X-ray moves where you break bones and shit. Like, yeah, I guess no how would you really like turn, turn it off? off. <laughs> Just a big like sensor bar shows up for like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that point, it's just like, I guess just play any other fighting game. That's the thing is that it's literally the Mortal Kombat gimmick. So if you don't like that, you don't like Mortal Kombat, that's fine. There's so many other good fighting games out there. Which is a bummer, though, because I'd be like, but their stories are like interesting and cool. <laughs> and like, that's what I'm going to them for. Like, I'm not really going yeah. to Mortal Kombat because I want to see the story modes usually aren't as gory as the actual game, though. Usually. I guess, but you are going to still have to do the fights where you're going to see the x-ray moves. You're going to yeah. see blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you're not going to see the fatalities. It's more you won't, yeah. point. No, you won't see the fatalities because those people have to like get up after the fight where you just broke their s- spine and then say, all right, we're buddies now. Let's continue on to the next quest. <laughs> no. All right. Rasterman says, what's the most ostent- ostentatious piece of fashion clothing you've ever bought? If nothing comes to mind, what's the one you'd buy if given the opportunity to do so? Fashion clothing. 
I have a shirt that's just a middle finger and then a finger pointing at the person looking at your shirt. That's just a fuck you. Like that's the most okay, ostentatious yeah. I've gone. I've worn it on this podcast before, but okay. I wouldn't say regularly. It's somewhere in the wash or like okay. needs to be washed or whatever. Do cosplays count? Because I have a list of then if we go through that. <laughs> I guess that's costumes. Uh, right? Yeah, so it's technically different. Think the most, I think I don't I don't have much out there because I no. try not to buy clothes that I'm that I'm not gonna wear. Like I don't have space for yeah. just storing mm. stuff. But yeah. I do have a because I go to like the emo nights around here, which are like music events. Um, and one yeah. of their shirts just in big bold letters says "sad as fuck." Mm. And I don't wear it that often because it's an offensive shirt. But when I go to emo right. night, I wear my sad as fuck shirt. <laughs> Yeah, that reminds sure. me. I got my answer. It's the uh, remember that time Robocop shot that dude in the dick. That shirt. I love that shirt. Oh, we just okay. talked about that for some reason recently. Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because I was wearing <laughs> yeah. it during one of the shows. Oh, okay. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's not a question. It's a request. Yeah. I think it's John. I just read that. Okay, then it's me. Suku Suku. Yeah. <laughs> you feel a time ripple. Something is wrong with the universe. You look around. Empty shelves where your video games were. You boot up your computer. Steam and Epic aren't there. You hear maniacal laughter. The supervillain has won. Video games are no more. They have never existed in this timeline. What hobby would you have to replace the void? What is TDP about now? Hard mode. It can't be about movies or TV. Oh, my hobby is easily playing music then because that's what I did for yeah. years before I got really into gaming. So what's again. the podcast about? Is it a music mu- or music writing? podcast? Yeah. It's probably a music podcast. Maybe, yeah. I feel like I, because I, I don't, I don't share that. I can't. I, I wouldn't bring much to the podcast, besides just you know the usual g- comedy. I guess we're doing it on hard mode because the answer is like probably movies or TV. Like it would yeah. be a easy. Switch that would be the easiest that. jump. The one that came to Books, mind for me is comics. Uh, comics oh comics you would want you would want something where there is like new things to talk about every week yeah that's a good one actually comics would be the easy the next jump and also there's very few good comic podcasts out there as it is right now so we could be part of a small group maybe the greatest comic podcast on the internet (laughs) longest running yeah the least pornographic comic podcast (laughs) the combination was from earlier on Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Phantom Aegis writes, Ahoy TDP crew. Out of these foods, which do you overall prefer? Tacos or pizza? And it's pizza. I mean, it's so pizza, hard. but tacos are pretty good. This is so tacos hard, are fine, man. but it's pizza. <laughs> Actually, you know, well, no, no, it's still probably pizza. I feel like... When it comes to the with a ceiling for each of them, tacos is the highs are higher, I think. Are you saying you've had sad tacos? <laughs> sad tacos. I've had. Yeah, I've had like not great tacos. I was in Ireland and I tried some Mexican food there. And it why, was like, why did you do that? <laughs> some, sometimes it's the only kitchen that's still open. Fair. Oh, yeah. And you need to get some dinner when you're coming home from the pub. Um, yep. The pizza, the baseline pizza is is always going to be serviceable. 
Yes, because it's I, bread and cheese with sauce. So yes, but I feel like yeah. tacos. There's there's more variety to it. Because you could put anything. I mean, you could put anything on the pizza too. This is so hard, man. I guess oh, my I my pizza, thought process. Like, my thought process is you need to eat way more way more tacos to get as full as you would be eating okay. like one pizza. I'll yeah, I'll eat a bunch of tacos. <laughs> I'm it's just fun. saying, like, you get you get more mileage out of a pizza, it feels like. I mean, one to one, but. Yeah, I guess pizza. Right. Yeah, right. there we go. So, <laughs> Paul, you, just, you stayed on pizza, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, two of us fought over, but yeah, unanimous pizza. <laughs> yeah. Pizza has cheese, John. That's only if you put it on there. Tacos have Taco, cheese, too, if you put tacos it on there. Tacos can have cheese. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> One of the most common taco ingredients is shredded cheese. <laughs> True. Uh, Hebrew Lantern writes and says, if you could write a letter to yourself at 16 to 18 or so, how, how could you prove it's from your future self, and what would you say? P.S. Happy early birthday, Paul. Thank you. Is it almost your birthday? Tomorrow. It Tomorrow's hour, your actually. birthday? Yeah. Yes. Holy smokes, happy birthday. Happy birthday, bud. Hey, thanks. Thank you. Um, What's I knew like? myself at 16 to 18 <laughs> fucking asshole <laughs> <laughs> I've done, I knew myself it's my 16 to 18 self there's no fucking way you can tell that idiot that he's like, too, I, he's I, I couldn't smart. convince myself he's one step well, ahead of you he definitely thought so yeah Sixteen to eighteen-year-old me would have just been getting into anime, or have been in for a little bit, and would also be just getting ready to move up here. So I could just okay. send him a couple things of like, "Here's the ending to the show you're probably watching right now." Just spoil it for yourself. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's so good. Like, <laughs> P.S. Get used to having shit spoiled for you for the rest of your life. <laughs> so you would you would send a message with like, you know, here's the yeah. lottery numbers or, or whatever it is, and then. Yeah. It, the footnote of like, and to prove this is real, this is the ending of like the anime Cowboy you're Bebop. currently watching. Yeah, of Cowboy mm. Bebop. Yeah. yeah. But hey, wait, had Cowboy Bebop not finished by that point? Uh, might not have. I forget. That would have been what 2002, 20 years ago, roughly. Yeah, and sixteen to eighteen would have put me in. Would have been two thousand three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah so yeah. it's about the right mm -hmm. time. I thought Bebop was older than that. So okay. Nope. I mean, alternative that could just send a letter, be like, "Hey, here's this thing you probably forgot about and didn't tell anyone." So here's my thought process. I don't know if I need to prove it to myself because let's just say I send them the message, and if it's not something that they need to act on right away, it's gonna be in Teen Sean's in the back of their head, and then maybe. When they get to that point where the message is important, they'll just think about it and then maybe they'll just be like, maybe I should give it a try. Maybe I should press like the red button instead of the blue one. Because I, I, think, I really don't know what I could do to change it. I think yeah. I came up with the actual correct answer for me. I would okay. just handwrite the letter because my handwriting is so <laughs> shitty. Past yeah. people like, oh God, I never got better at this, did I? That has to be me. Or it like, so, but then it cuts to like Teen John. Ah, I clearly would have grown out of this. Throw it away. <laughs> There's no way it's still this bad. I'm about to be an adult. <laughs> I've actually changed how I write 
Mine's gotten so worse. That, huh? My writing has gotten worse after. Well, because you're using my a keyboard now. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, my writing's gotten worse, but I like, like for the last twenty years of my life, basically for work, I've had to differentiate between like zeros and O's and stuff. So like, I cross my zeros and sevens and ones and like all oh, that sort of stuff okay. that like I didn't do much of probably back then. So you, so you couldn't write the letter like that. It, it would look like the sh- writing would be as shitty, but like it would have different things to it. Yeah. I might have to just put some like real personal stuff here that I'm not going to say on a podcast. Just to yeah. totally. Like, I know that's, people that's don't the actual know this. So. Yeah. <laughs> Here's where you hit yeah. the bodies. So yeah, something, something like yeah. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is it me again? Yes. Should be. Okay, Lineback, what are your top three most important things for traveling? Bring something to entertain yourself on the flight, be it a book or music or a game. Usually it's all three for me. I make a packing list of like everything that I need to bring with me and that will be on me, and I check it every time I leave a spot. Uh, like I like I leave a hotel I'm moving to the next town I check right are all these things still here because like I brought them in here they should still be here and I can't forget something yeah yeah pack everything you think you're gonna need but if you think you're gonna forget something like find out where the nearest like CVS or Shoppers Drug Mart or like like Walmart or something is somewhere where you can grab something quickly yeah I would say all net always remember to pack earplugs because maybe you're going to sleep in a place that's noisy. And if you can't uh, oh, sure. sleep yeah. while you're traveling, that could completely ruin a trip for you. So I guess it's kind of more just like make sure you can still get a good sleep while traveling. Pack whatever you need for that. Sure, yeah. I'm trying to think about uh, one. Don't forget your passport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mine was going to be always pack a swimsuit. It doesn't matter where I'm going. I always pack a swimsuit because <laughs> if I can swim, I want to I want to make sure I'm I'm available to go swimming. That's fair. Yeah. Did you have any, Paul? I, I mean, I'm just kind of a meticulous planner. Like I know exactly where I'm going to be going or how I'm going to get to the hotel when I land somewhere. And like, yeah, so. I wouldn't say, like, I guess my important thing would be, like, plan a little bit ahead. I know a lot of people like to just go and not do that sort of thing, but I like to know exactly where I'm going, what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm with you. Whenever people ask me, like, like my Ireland trip, for example, they're like, oh, did you just, like, take the bus around and find a hostel that night? And it's like, no, I booked my hostel, like, three weeks ahead of the trip. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. And, like... I don't know, like things can happen for sure and you just roll with it sometimes and that's not to say that like I'll plan a thing that I want to do if I'm somewhere. It doesn't mean I can't do other stuff on the way there or before that, but like I always want to have kind of checkpoints in my mind of like at this time we're doing this or hitting like something. So like I guess just I can't go in blind, so that would be my thing, is have kind of an itinerary for yourself, at least in your mind, 
of where you think you should be. Yeah, mine are always like super planned. No. One I'll add another <clears> one for my <throat> Ireland trip is um, that was important for me is like that I would recommend is like get out of your comfort zone and talk to other travelers and like meet locals and stuff. And there's tons of apps that do that, whether it's like couch surfing, whether it's hostels, stuff like that. Uh, because my favorite parts, again, of, of like the Ireland trip was when I met a group of people that were just looking to be social that evening and I was out late with them having a blast. Like those are some of like the best parts of my trip. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that. I, I'm hit or miss on the hostel idea cause I've done it before. And there have been times where it's just like, I've been out all day. I don't want to fucking talk to a random person. I just want to go to my room <laughs> and like be alone sort of thing. So, but yeah, definitely the comfort zone. Like when you're out, talk to people in the place you're at or whatever, like chit chat or whatever. Like that's definitely a thing. You're not going to see these people ever again. Cause you're probably going to leave like in a couple days. So, or you might like a lot of the people I met were like on Instagram now. And now oh, when if you I go choose to, to Spain, I mean, yeah. I'm going to have a place to stay. Yeah. Like if you choose to, I mean, like if you really fuck something up, it's like that interaction is finite. You're not going to have to worry about it in an hour or two or whatever. <laughs> but it's almost easier than like, cause you know, there's always the whole thing of like, it's hard making friends as an adult, especially when you compare yeah. it to like when you're in school and stuff. But like yeah. when people are traveling, they are in the same boat. They want to be social. So this is like the best time to like meet people. Yeah, true. Uh, final question from Valkur MB on Twitter. Any tips for finding time to game when life is busy? We just adopted a new puppy named Waka, and I fear there may never be, never again be a free moment. And uh, they included a picture of their adorable puppy to that tweet. Oh that man, man, I gotta look up this tweet. I didn't see this dog. Yeah, it's very, very either. cute. It's uh to your thing saying that like we're going live tonight or whatever. It was a reply to that, so people oh can click gosh. on that tweet. This it's dog's so the best. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's a oh, pretty those good ears dog. Ears are huge. <laughs> I'm gonna Aww. just retweet this so everyone else gets to see it. Yeah, there you go. That On works the account. Too. Um, finding tips for finding time to game when life is busy. Mobile gaming is what I do. I find like something that I can enjoy for bursts While on you're my on the phone toilet. when I'm not around. Yeah, bathroom gaming is what I was gonna say. <laughs> bathroom gaming, sure. Yeah. But also like at work and stuff, I'll between stuff I'm doing, I'll check something. One that's becoming whatever. more and more relevant these days is w with more things becoming like always online. Like I think of Diablo mm -hmm. 4, for example, you can't pause that game. Yeah. Um, I, you can't pause the cutscenes. You can't pause when you're playing it, which yeah. makes it you need to now chisel out a block of time because you just can't stop. So, uh huh. That's what's pretty great about the switch that you can just turn it off whenever you want. And it does that save state perfectly, which is really nice. Um, yep. But yeah, I'll, I'll also say, you know, mobile games was super useful, especially when I had to commute every day into the yep. office. And I was like, well, I'm going to be stuck on this train for two hours. I started playing a lot on my phone. That's how I played like most of the Ace Attorney games was all on my phone that way. Um, yeah. And xCloud has been really useful for that as well, because it just uh, it just opens up gaming opportunities where they weren't there before whether it's like at work on my lunch break well now i can basically play any game pass game yeah 
I know uh, John and I like idle games. So you could find an yeah. idle game and those are really good for just having something to kind of do while you're doing other stuff, essentially like taking care of a puppy, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you still want to do like triple A games and stuff like that, you're going to have to get used to the fact that your, your sessions are going to be much smaller and much quicker. So you're going to have to get used to the idea of like small, small sessions, basically trying to or eat them in. Maybe you don't finish them now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. One thing I do True. often when I need to get through games quicker, I, I just put it on easier story mode. Like, if, yeah. the, if, if the, like, fighting yeah. is not what I'm coming to that game for and I just kind of want to see the story and see the, the, you know, each of the levels they've made, yeah. I'll just make it easier for me so I can, so I'm going through it faster. I'm dying less often, so I'm not repeating content. And, like, look, nobody arrests you when you do that. They don't? Not usually. Oh, yeah. shit. It is totally not allowed. Usually. Like, <laughs> the cops will not show up to your house. So that's that. There's another one. Uh, that's going to do it for questions. If you want to send in questions for next week, top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What is your game of the week? Final fantasy, man. Final fantasy. <laughs> Street fighter six. Yeah. And the housekeeping I forgot to mention earlier is that our advanced wars episode of TDP plus is live right now. So go listen to that on the Patreon. And the July game has been decided. It is Cassette Beasts. So we will talk about that at the end of next month. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.